MPB Think Radio. This is Deep South Dining, the show all about culture of Southern flavor. I'm Java Chapman here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. This morning, we'll discuss one of the most versatile kitchen staples, chicken. No matter if you like to fry it, grill it, bake it, or put it in a pie, today we'll be talking all things chicken. What are different types of chicken you can buy to cook? What is the proper way to prepare chicken? And what's your favorite way to cook it? Also, during the hour, we will talk with Mr. Arthur D. from the Old Country Store in Lorman, who is known by many as the best fried chicken in the world. Share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or send an email to food at mpbonline.org. This is Deep South Dining from MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB, this is Think Radio. <laughs> Deep South Dining, <laughs> already messing up. Filling in for Kevin Farrell, I'm Java Chapman, sitting here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. And this morning, we'll be discussing one of the most versatile kitchen staples. That almighty chicken, no matter if you like to fry it, grill it, bake it, or put it in a pie, today we'll be talking all things chicken. What are the different types of chicken you can buy to cook, proper way to prepare chicken, and if you have any favorite recipes for your chicken, we're going to be looking for your input as well. Also, during the hour, we will talk with Mr. Arthur D. from the Old Country Store in Lorman, who is known by many to have the best fried chicken in the world. So you can share your comments and experiences with us this morning, as always, by calling 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or send an email to food at mpbonline.org. Good morning, Deborah. How are you doing? I'm fabulous. How are you this morning? I'm doing fine. A little, little nervous filling in for uh, Kevin Farrell. I'm on the other side today. Oh, don't be nervous. <laughs> hey, Kevin, wherever you are in the world, I miss you already. <laughs> yeah, you know, even the best need a rest. So, you know, yeah, Kevin. Yeah, well, I'm glad he's getting a break. Kevin is one of the hardest working people he in is. this building. And he's been here for many years. And he he's very sharp at what he does. And he takes good care of me on Monday. So I'm glad my man is getting some rest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm call me a stand-in, but I'm I'm here, and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna uh, do what we always do: talk about uh, cooking and how we can make it better, and just spread the joy throughout right. throughout well, the airwaves. I <laughs> <laughs> thank Sam for uh, help running the board this morning. Always on the call, and um, as always, you brought us something delicious this morning, and everybody's like. Singing your praises again. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I just love y'all so much here. I don't know if it's the singing my praises or it's just Monday and food. I don't know. Well, I mean, I know I have stopped uh, breakfast because I know on Monday I'm going to get my feel. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Well, today what I brought in, it's something really simple. It is an Alfredo rice and chicken casserole. And this is so super easy to make. It's really delicious. And it's really great because I did hear a lot of food noises today. You know that. mm. (laughs) Matter of fact, we have Kendra in the studio with us today, and she's been making food noises all morning. It was like, oh. And so that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Kendra from uh from the news department, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Producer of uh Mississippi Edition every morning here at eight thirty, one of our great local programs. And uh 
Is, is it good? Is it it good? is delicious. I feel like this is the only show where it's like okay to be chewing and all that on all the air. Against all the radio rules. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm just, I feel sorry for this microphone, but everything was so good this morning. Fantastic. Well, well what Kendra had this morning with Java is talking about, again, is the Alfredo and rice casserole. And uh, for the rice, it's just really three basic ingredients. It's really simple. It's cooking that rice, number one, to perfection. The one thing that I hate more than mushy noodles is mushy rice. And so it's really cooking that rice almost to the point, again, the word is al dente, just a little bit of bite in the rice. You don't want it to turn into mush because it loses its texture and its flavor and it turns out really fat and funny looking and you don't want that. You want that rice to be firm so you get a nice bite to it. So the word is al dente. Once you cook your rice, you want to rinse it out. And I always, you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, people will use a strainer to, to rinse their rice. I'm country. I'll just put a plate on top of the pot, <laughs> drain the water out, and not really rinse 100% of the starch out. Because with this particular dish, what I did is just added in some Alfredo sauce. Just go to grocery store, Kroger's, you know, Al 6, grab your jar, your favorite brand, throw it in the pot, along with one can of English peas. Now, you want to drain your peas off, and then you want to put in a little bit of butter, and you don't want to whip it. You just want to slightly stir it. And once you do that, you want to take your chicken that's been braised or baked, however you want to cook your chicken. In this case, I braised up some chicken. And what that means is... That's what I was just about to ask. Braised. <laughs> I've heard that word. I'm not an expert in the kitchen, but braised. So basically what it is, is you take your chicken and you're going to go ahead and season it and you're going to lightly coat it with flour. Not a lot because you're not going to fry this chicken, okay? Okay. You're going to put a little bit of oil uh, in your cast iron skillet for me because, you know, I'm a southern and girl. And your skillet was so beautiful this morning. People, I had to tell her, I said, how old is this skillet? It looks brand new. But you said it's very old. Oh, yeah. That skillet's probably at least 20 years old. But it's so black and beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to talk about how to keep your skillets really fantastic in just a minute. But the chicken, you're going to fold it in a little bit of flour. You're going to get your, your oil hot. And then you're going to turn that chicken probably about every three minutes on both sides. Once it's done, you want to take a little bit of, and what I did this morning is just a little bit of rice vinegar. Take a little bit of rice vinegar and butter and drizzle it over your chicken, pop it in the oven, and let it finish. And it's really juicy, very tender. Every bite was, Ezra said, oh, my God. He said that like five times. Oh, It's pretty sweet. Um, So it's a really great way to cook your chicken. Once you're done, you're going to remove your chicken uh, from your skillet and just simply place it in, you know, over your rice and your casserole dish. If you want to, you can shave a little fresh Parmesan and pop it back in the oven for about 10 minutes. Finish it off. It's quick, easy, delicious. The kids love this. Your great-grandpa loved this. <laughs> nobody nobody in the house is upset about this dish. No, nobody up here was upset either. And I told that, that chicken was juicy, tender, every bite. Yeah. The packed flavor is just, it was this. <laughs> Just another Monday, just another good Monday morning in the books for Deep South Dining. I mean, every Monday we get a treat, and that's 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 no lie. Then the other thing that I brought in today is we had a little bit of chick uh, egg salad. Yeah, you know, it's Easter's just right around the corner. Can you believe that? I'm actually making myself an Easter basket. No, nothing wrong with that. Uh, but Easter is right around the corner and you're going to have all of these extra boiled eggs around the house. And so what a great time to pull out that delicious 
egg salad. It's a very old staple, um, and it's definitely a Southern tradition. And what I did uh, differently with my egg salad, uh, Kendra, today is there's some toasted pecans added in, mm. along with some cranberries and green onions. And all that does is it just perks up the flavor, gives you that extra little crunch because you've got the uh, pecans in there. And it's just really simple, really delicious. And, uh, yeah, it's definitely deep south dining. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> of course, that's what we got going on here. And we're going to be talking all things chicken. So if you want to jump into the conversation, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, Or you can send an email to food at mpbonline.org. As I said, um, a little later in the hour, we'll be talking with Mr. Arthur D. from the Old Country Store um, from out there in Lorman, some of the best fried chicken in the world. The uh, home of all Corn State University. Um, well, more parts of the Jackson State, but well, it's, it's not this HBCU. <laughs> we, should, we show love. We show love to the academic resort, the reservation, whatever you want, you know. We show love. Uh, kids, I, it was like instant hate. What happened, John? No, it's, it's, not, it's not instant hate. It's just um, I, I, rep, I rep my... Uh, dear old college home. That's all. Yeah, okay. all right. It wasn't instant. Hey, we, show, we show love to the... We to, love the reservation, to, right? To the braves of Alcorn You know, State. because one of the things I love about Alcorn is, you know, it's an agricultural school. Yes, and, yes. And so for me, as a, you know, as a food uh, personality, it's really a wonderful, you know, environment for kids to be, you know, to learn about, you know, the state of Mississippi and agriculture, you know, and of course, Mississippi State is our other big ag school. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the giant here in the state. But, um, you know, kudos to to all corn for that. Oh yeah, yeah. We, we show them love. Um, but when it when when it comes to uh, comes to chicken, um, I know a lot of times when I go to the store, I see breasts, cutlets, um, uh, drumettes, the wings. What is what's the difference between I guess I say a breast and a cutlet? Because it seems to be the same kind of meat. Well, meat. It, well, it's the. Again, it's just what it said. It's a cutlet. It's just the meat has been sliced differently. The 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 way it's so that's portioned, a part of a brace. It's the portion of the meat is different, and it can be a cutlet can actually be uh, dark or white meat based. But traditionally, it's white meat for for the most part. It is a white meat piece. So, you know, and there and so, do you know how many pieces that a chicken has? I absolutely because. <laughs> I don't know where those little wings come from, but, well, yeah. but I love them. Well, so if you cut a chicken properly, you know, traditionally uh, it should be eight pieces. Growing up in the house, though, with, uh, you know, it was my grandmother had 13 children. It was a bunch of grandkids. So mm-hmm. it was amazing to me how one chicken could turn into 40 pieces. I just, <laughs> long before McDonald's had the 10 piece nugget, my there grandma was hooking it up. So, uh, yeah. So, t- you know, if you're going to cut that bird right, you know, you usually end up with eight wonderful pieces of the chicken. The question I nobody can ever answer for me though is why did that chicken cross the road, Jeff? I'm still oh. trying to figure it. What the, the other the side is not, is, is, not, is not a good he enough answer. He knew Easter was coming, right? <laughs> he, was, he was ready. Uh, <laughs> look like we got some uh, some calls coming in uh, on the line. If you want to join the conversation, one eight seven seven mpb ring one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. 672 7464 Let's go to Kathleen in Osaka. And uh, how you doing, Kathleen? Hey, Kathleen. Good morning. I'm starting the show off with a question. Y'all can help me since you're on chickens today. <laughs> now, I use chopped eggs a lot. I like my little spinach creamed with onions and put the chopped eggs on top and different things. There's a recipe here around the South called pea salad. 
I loved it when I had it. But the lady said, all it is is eggs and peas. Well, that didn't tell me what proportion, what sauce, what dressing. Uh, did it have onions? Maybe someone in your audience can help me out today. Fantastic. Now, I, I've had um, pea salad before, eggs and peas. And basically for me, it is um, actually, this is going to be really funny because I really like a lot of flavor, uh, Kathleen. I'm I, listening. I, I got my pen. I take four ounces of cream cheese. Uh-huh. And I also take four ounces of mayonnaise. I'm going to use one can of drained peas. And I'm also um, going to uh, boil at least eight eggs to 12, eight to 12 eggs, because, you know, I'm, I'm usually preparing a large salad. Well, you can use it for a side, you know. A- absolutely. And uh, it is once those eggs are boiled and cooled. For me, it's taking those uh, yolks out of the eggs first. I like to cream them in with my cream cheese and marinade mixture. Add a little bit of salt and pepper to that. Uh, Maybe even a dash of cayenne because, of course, you know, I like a little bit of heat. And then I'm going to fold in uh, the whites that's been chopped and um, my peas into that. Oh, and also I add about a tablespoon and a half of sugar just to kind of peak it up a little bit. Now, when you said mayo, I got four, but I didn't write down four teaspoons, four cups, so please specify because that's a big difference between I didn't catch it. Yeah, well, I, I'm using four ounces of each. Four ounce. That mm-hmm. makes a difference. Nobody mm-hmm. wants four cups of mayo. <laughs> <laughs> I can show off my cooking expertise with that. <laughs> Listen, I enjoy uh, the, the help with that. And uh, if you have any variances, now I've got... Uh, all the rest, and you make your sauce first and then fold the peas into it, right? Right, exactly. Ah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, it, it, it creates a better presentation because you don't want to smash your peas all up. You know what I'm saying? And then you yeah. want those really pretty pieces of egg floating throughout the salad or the dish itself. And no onions in it, huh? You can. I like to, you know, I put green onions on everything. <laughs> I like green onions. You can, you know, you can use yellow onions if you like. I prefer the green onions uh-huh. uh, because it just gives it a different, you know, the visually it's beautiful. And then you, the taste is a little bit different. If I didn't know better, I'd swear you were Cajun. <laughs> Girl, some days. <laughs> well, thank you all very much. Thank you, sweetie. Have all right, a great thank, day. Thank you, Kathleen. Always one of our uh, favorites right here, uh, Kathleen from Osaka. Uh, we're going to stay on the phone lines before we take our first break. We have uh, Janet from Natchez uh, on the line. want to talk about uh, Instapot chicken. Is that right? That's right. Hey, Janet. Good morning from Natchez, Mississippi. Good morning. Love the Natchez. I mean, it's just beautiful. It's uh, the bed and breakfasts in Natchez are literally everybody in the world should should have one of those. Right there on the river. Right there on the river. It's beautiful. That's where I'm sitting up on the bluff. Oh, wow. It's so nice. The wind's blowing and it's like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) It is really beautiful there. I just bought what they call it, Instapot, the old pressure canner is what I used to call them. <laughs> but anyway, I want to cook a whole chicken, but I want it to taste like it's been baked. You know what I mean? Just So I don't know how to cook it. You want to cook a chicken in your Instapot, and you uh-huh. want it to taste like baked chicken. Yeah, I want to be able to put it in, but I don't want it to be real soggy and and moist, 
you know, real, I don't want it to be real wet and soggy, the chicken, you know, so I don't know how long or how to cook it because my book didn't come with it. Well, I'm going to be really honest with you. I don't have an Instant Pot, girl. (laughs) (laughs) So if anybody has any comments, maybe they could tell us. Yeah, we we can extend that out to our listeners. If any of uh, any of our uh, favorite deep south dining listeners has an Instapot, they want to jump in. So, so oh. Janet, let me ask you a couple of questions about your Instapot because you you kind of compared it to like the old pressure cooker. Yeah. Okay, so it, d- tell tell me how the pot is configured. Like, it it has the pressure valve on the top, mm-hmm. and it locks, and you cook things in it, and. Honestly, it says you can do a crock in it. You can do all this, but it's really a no-pressure canner that's safe. <laughs> okay. And they call them Instapots now. Okay. So let me ask you this. Is it um, is it something that you're going to sit on top of the stove like you would the old pressure cooker, yes. or is it something that's yes. plugged into the wall? Oh, okay. Um, you know, I, I really don't want to give you bad advice about that um, because, again, I don't have an Instapot, but just knowing the pressure cooker, one of the things, uh, you know, th- that uh, the way the element for the pressure cooker work is from steam. That's why you have that little you know, a little ball on top, you you know, releasing your steam. So I would think that if you're trying to get a baked chicken look uh, from uh, from your from your Instapot. Okay, we just pulled it up online. Oh, girl, you you went fancy, honey. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> I like that. That's nice. Um, I don't have a lot of time, and I want it to be baked. I don't have time. So, so probably what I would do is I would probably, um, uh, again, just like you would your baked chicken, just looking at this, this is fabulous, girl. I'm so jealous right now. This is, <laughs> this, this is like a pair of new Pradas, right? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, so what I would do is I would probably baste my chicken just like I would if I was going to bake it with my butter and, you know, your salt and your pepper and all the wonderful spices and seasons that you would use. And I would probably reduce the amount of liquid because you have a time control on here. Girl, this thing is sexy. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then I would reduce the heat a little bit. So now, are you, you can, this is not going on the stove. You're plugging this in the wall. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. Now this makes better sense because earlier I thought you were going to put this on the stove, but you plug this cute baby in the wall. That should be a no brainer. I would just reduce the, I would reduce the amount of liquid that I put in there. Go ahead. Cause you know, the chicken itself is going to produce a small amount of water. Right. The bird itself is going to do that, but I would add a little bit. And just because I'm want to, I'm always interested in catching flavor. I would probably use a chicken stock, but just a p- tiny, oh. tiny amount. Um, and then go ahead and, uh, you know, brush your butter and stuff on your chicken. You know, go ahead. If you want, and I like when I'm baking my chicken, I like a nice seasoned crust on the chicken. So you want to, yeah, so you want, so you want to make sure that you turn that bird, you know, because it's enough space in there for a small bird. Turn it, you know, uh, the right direction and then season it really well. And then just, girl, you can go to work, go to the gym. 
Well, thank you. Go on vacation and come <laughs> think, back in that birthday. <laughs> thank you, Jen. And, uh, we start. We started out slow, but we got you where you needed to go. We got the Instapot going, and uh, I'll take anybody, one of those for Christmas if anybody wants to buy. If anybody has any questions about the Instapot, you can uh, always call us one eight seven seven MPB ring. Uh, we're going to take our first break. Um, like I said a little bit later, we're going to be talking with uh, Mr. Arthur D from the Old Country Store in Lorman. But we're going to continue talking about chicken. What do you prefer? Do you like it fried? Bake grilled. Call us with your questions or comments. So one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can send an email to food at mpbonline.org. And we'll be right back after the break. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back. This is Deep South Dining. I'm Java Chapman here with (laughs) Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. Also, we have Kendra from... uh, the news department <laughs> Sid, <laughs> sit, sitting in with us and we're talking about uh, just an all-time kitchen staple chicken. So if you have any questions uh, or comments, call us 1-877-MPB-RING, 1-877-672-7464, or send an email to food at mpbonline.org. Uh, during the break, what, what were we just talking about? So, like, Kendra just asked me, this is so hilarious. She says, Miss Deborah, have you ever heard of engagement chicken? And I was like, what? You know, it's the chicken that you cook to get a guy to ask you And to I marry. said it sounds like some, some voodoo. Uh, I wanna, <laughs> no, I wanted to know what owl in the grocery store did they sell the chicken? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but apparently there's a recipe. This is really incredible, and it's called engagement chicken for all of you girls who are interested in getting that guy to say I do. And the chicken is one whole chicken, about four pounds. It's a half a cup of fresh lemon juice plus three whole lemons. It includes uh, slices of, um, let's see, we got some fresh uh, ground herbs here like rosemary. We've got some sage. We've got some thyme and a little kosher salt. And you're going to cook this up. And then he's, he asked, the guy is so stuffed. <laughs> You know, the lady was hard. That's right. See, he fell out the chair, and I thought he went on one knee. <laughs> That's what happened because he was so full. It was so full. But I truly believe, as a Southern girl, you know, and it's and it's really something that we've been taught here in the South. You know, you know, Southern women traditionally, you know, my mother said, you know, set a table and cook a good meal, and it'll get a guy. You know, but I said, be careful who you feed because you may not want to keep that guy at your table, right? <laughs> yeah, that's it, absolutely right. And we um we we do have a couple a couple phone calls. Uh, we're gonna get to them before we um, speak with Mr. Arthur D. Let's go out to um Sam uh, in Jackson real quick. Sam, are you there? Uh, yeah, I'm here. Hey, Sam, how uh, are you? I'm doing pretty good. You know, it's my favorite radio station stuff, but I. Uh, uh, I'm not a chef or nothing like that, you know what I mean? But nobody ever complains about my cooking. They talk about how good I cook and everything. But I come from a uh, cooking family and stuff. My brother used to own 
uh, Banks Barbecue down in Brookhaven. The only thing that shut it down was a, a hurricane, blew a tree onto it and stuff. But I got a lot of fancy cooks in the family. Can cook a goat so good, take all the funk out of it and everything. <laughs> and it's so soft and good. But my suggestion is, uh, thinking about, you know, uh, I had to learn how to cook because when I got out of the army and stuff, I uh, took a steak and put in some hot water and boiled it and asked my sister, how come it didn't come out right? And they laughed at me and said, you oh, boiled wow. a steak? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. Well, I learned how to cook a steak since then, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and on top of the stove or whatever. But uh, anyway, my suggestion would be that uh, uh, if, she, if she knows the uh, point in that, that quick pot she was talking about, that the meat floor turned in marsh, have your oven, you know, uh, really good and hot, you know what I mean, a, a, a steel pot. And then before it started getting kind of mushy-like, you know, take it and put it in that steel pot and steal it in the oven, which probably works. Don't put a lid on it, and that evaporates some of the uh, moisture and kind of stiffen it up a little bit. And then, you know, she'll be ready to eat. And I think that probably might work out if she tried it. The, absolutely. That's a great way to finish that bird off. Um, I think one of the things that Janet was trying to do, uh, Sam, was avoid turning that oven on at all. But you're absolutely right. To crisp that bird up after it's gotten nice and tender, that's a perfect way to finish it off. Yeah, thank you, Sam, for that um, comment. I, like I say, we have some of the best callers and listeners oh in the world. Gosh, we we ask it. and they and they answer. So yes. we really do appreciate that, Sam. Let's go out to um, Joey uh, in Tremont real quick. Uh, Joey, how you doing, sir? Love, Joey. How are you doing today? I am just wonderful. How are y'all doing? Good to hear your voice. What do you got for me today? I was going to tell you one of the chicken crossed the road. Oh, I've been waiting to find the answer to that one. <laughs> well... Arnold Sanders was after it. <laughs> <laughs> there, there it is. There you have it. <laughs> well, I think the chicken lost. Okay. <laughs> That's absolutely right. Well, thank you, Joy, for that. Y'all <laughs> have a good day. You All right. too. All right. We lost, uh, we lost Frank out there in Jackson, so when you... Um, Get a get a free moment, Frank. You can call us back. But let's go out to uh, Mr. Arthur D. out in Lorman with the Old Country Store. How you doing this morning, sir? I'm just fine. Well, good morning, Arthur. Good Wait to hear you. Oh, I wanted to tell that guy that if the colonel had my recipe, he'd be a five-star general. <laughs> there, there, there we go. There we go. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. We're on the line with right now uh, with Mr. Arthur D. in the Old Country Store out there in Lorman. Where uh, where exactly? It's right off the highway, right? It's on Highway 61 near Alcorn State University. Okay. Well, yeah, I know it's... um are halfway between Natchez and Vicksburg. Yeah, I've passed it um, so many times, but, and I actually asked my parents the other day, have they eaten there? They have. I haven't, but I'm coming up there um, at the end of the month. If you haven't been to Mr. D's, you haven't been much of anywhere. Well, I'm, well, I'm, look at there. I'm getting my, I'm getting my pass, Mr. D. I'm coming to see you at the end of the month. I'm going to Natchez, and I'm coming, and I'm coming your way. Bring a beautiful lady with you, because usually when those guys bring those beautiful ladies to see me, I get to showing off. in the world. So tell us what makes your chicken so special, Mr. D. You know, like. It's funny how it started. It started with me buying one or two chickens from Piggly Wiggly every morning. And that, that chicken's not frozen. And I never freeze my, my, my birds. You know, I, I, I um, season them thoroughly and sift my flour. And you, you change my oil frequently. You know, uh, I love what I do. And I put a lot of love in my birds. You know, it's amazing about putting love in your food because it tells. 
Absolutely. So now tell us how long have you been in business? I've been doing business for 20 years here in, in Long Island. Actually, I started at Alcorn State University back gate and patent store. And I had a two-burner uh, uh, stove, and I was frying chicken in a frying pan. And those kids were coming like i never seen a kid eat chicken. <laughs> and they, uh, they let me know that I had something really special. And I bought the old country store sometime later, had no idea what I was buying. And now we have a tremendous business here at the old country store, and we love it. Okay, so now I've never been there, so can you tell us why they call it the old country store? So, oh, so there's been here since 1875. Okay. There was a mercantile, and now it's a restaurant, and everybody knows where, it, just about know where it is. It's an old storefront. Okay. Built, like I said, it's got 10,000 square feet in it. It was built in 1875, and they sold everything from a wagon to a crop duster. And for years and years and years, this was the destination coming to the Mississippi River. And it lies halfway between Natchez and Vicksburg, Mississippi, on Highway 61, near Port Gibson, Mississippi, and Fayette, between the two of them. Fantastic. So can you tell us a little bit about what else is on your menu? You know, we got mustard greens, collard greens, turnip greens, cabbage, corn on the cob, macaroni and cheese, cornbread dressing, uh, candy yams, cornbread. Wow. Watermelon, you know, when it's in season, you know, uh, I got a bean salad that's a little bit different than anybody else's. You know, my grandmother taught me to season food, and she used everything that she had. You know, sometimes we had beans more than we knew what to do with it, and she would pickle them. And, and I seen her pickle watermelon rhyme and candy watermelon rhyme, and that's the school that I came from, Grandmama. Grandmama was a cornbread cooking queen. <laughs> Fantastic. I love it. Grandmama was a cornbread cooking queen. Grandmama, 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 oh, grandmama. Grandmama was my cornbread cooking Woo! Oh, <laughs> now, see, that's what I—that's what I was waiting for. Now, that's what I was waiting for, right oh, there. Wow, Mister D, talk about some of the uh, some of the press that you've gotten. I know you've been featured on. You know, like, matter of fact, tomorrow Southern Living is coming to do a film shoot. Uh, I mean, a, a, a photo shoot on me, and they're going to say the best fried chicken in the world. And they actually started this thing. You know, the guy, the writer came to get my recipe, and I wouldn't really, really, really give it up. <laughs> so he asked for a few pieces of chicken to take back to the office with him, and it ended up being heavenly fried chicken. Wow. And that actually changed my life and my, my, my business tremendously, Southern Living. Then Alton Brown came by, and he said it's the best fried chicken he ever ate. Oh and, wow! You know, mentioned CBS, you know. I so, CBS. just in case people don't know who Alton Brown is, he is a Food Network superstar. So, what an amazing compliment! Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. It's tremendous to have Alton Brown coming. Then, then, and Nina Szeszky from CBS News. She actually, you know, to be on the five o'clock news with my chicken on CBS News. That was an honor that I cherish daily. You know pretty difficult to make CBS News at 5 o'clock with just chicken. And that was very, very special to me. Every, you know, like, 
being on the Food Network was tremendous. Southern Living Magazine. And actually, I'm the poster. I was, last year, I was the poster boy for the state of Mississippi tourism. When they said visit Mississippi, they sent a picture of me and a plate of chicken. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. How well, fantastic. How far? Um, I know you you have that uh the, those uh business cards in your in your restaurant. How far is somebody travel to come get some of this world famous chicken? You know, it's all over the world, sir. You know, the Food Network is on the Armed Forces Channel, and you know, no matter where in the world somebody is, they've seen Mister D. And actually, we got cards from all over the world. I got a kangaroo foot from Australia. Oh wow! Somebody bought me a back stretcher. One couple was here the year before, and the other couple came the next year, and they sent me a back stretcher and a kangaroo foot. And it hangs here in my restaurant. And every day somebody asks me, what is that? I said, <laughs> foot from Australia. Come to get some more chicken. <laughs> that is so fantastic. You know, I never know who's coming through the door. I've had two of our governors come, Mr. Wicker, Mr. Cochran, just name of a celebrity, Oprah Winfrey. All of those people have been to visit my restaurant, and I'm honored to have each and every one of them here. Oh, you, look, you got my mouth watering. You know how you I get mean, that little lock in the back of your jaw? I am coming to Larman to get some fried bring chicken. Your, bring your appetite with you. <laughs> and right? just just for clarification, this is you. you this is a, a seven days a week buffet, right? Seven days a week buffet. We do lunch every day. Only day we don't do lunch is Christmas. And in 364 days a year, snow, sleet, storm, we're here. And matter of fact, Katrina, i never forget Katrina, 28 people stayed in my restaurant overnight from hmm. Katrina. And since that time, you know, they're still coming. Now, that's beautiful old, right there. Old chicken, as we say. Old chicken. That's beautiful, well, Mr. Mr. D. Well, Mr. D., you know, just listening to you, you truly embody the voice and sound and love of hospitality here in the South, and I can see that going into your food, you know, just the joy, you know, just the sound of your song. And so, I, you know, I'm really honored to be talking to you today, and I can't wait to taste your chicken. I'm honored to have you, darling, and bring your appetite with you. Now, before we let you go, Mr. D., uh, tell everybody once again where you're located and how they can come see you. We are located at 18801 Highway 61. It's halfway between Natchez and Vicksburg, Port Gibson and Fayette on Highway 61 near Alcorn State University. So please come and see me. Actually, I'm from Fort Pierce, Florida, by the way. Oh, okay. I, I think you didn't say you went to Florida State. Florida A&M and Florida State. Okay, there we go. All right. Well, now, look, how did you end up in Mississippi? <laughs> you know, my sons came to Alcorn State University, and I came to bring visit them. And I stayed, and I can't think of a better place to be. Matter of fact, I was in Florida last week, and I had my foot in the Atlantic Ocean, and I couldn't wait to get back to Mississippi. <laughs> I love Amazing it. how I've gotten here and loving it. Love every moment of it. Can't think of a better place to be in my life right now. And I'm truly honored to be here this morning speaking with you and the guests of your show. Well, Mr. Mr. D, we um we we appreciate you, and like I said, um I will be there uh at the end of the month, and, and I'm and I'm gonna come see you, and uh don't don't treat me like a stranger. Make sure you 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 save your appetite for me because I got something for you. Matter of fact, we got peach cobbler, blackberry cobbler, apple cobbler, oh, and wow. cherry cobbler. See, we gonna have to get you yeah. off this phone, Mr. D. <laughs> Homemade ice cream on top of it, okay? <laughs> yes. Real deal. Southern cuisine at its best. Oh wow, wow! 
Yeah, I wish you could see Java's face right now. This is so Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Mr. D, we appreciate you for talking with us this morning uh, from the Old Country Store. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. I have a great day. You All do right, the same thing. Thank you. Oh, man, that was uh, Mr. Arthur D. from the Old Country Store, and I am hungry. Even I, I, don't, I, don't <laughs> understand how, <laughs> I don't understand how it happens just when you get to talking this food, and he just went over. It's, it's good. It's it, just, it, you know, but you know, it's, it's one of the reasons why I think people in Mississippi are the happiest people in the world, irregardless of what anybody else says. You know, there is this celebration of life and food, friends, and family, and you don't meet strangers over a delicious meal, you know, whether somebody's tailgating or you're somebody's little mom and pop or you're sitting at somebody's dinner table, you know, it is really, uh, you know, to hear him say he couldn't think of, a, of all the places, mm-hmm. he couldn't think of a better place in the world to live than Mississippi, you know, and I tell people that everywhere, it's the most, it's, the, it's a hidden gem in this country. People have no idea how amazing life is here in Mississippi. That is correct. And uh, we're going to take a quick break. And uh, Frank, we do thank you for uh, holding. We're going to get to you right after the break. But we're talking all things chicken right here on Deep South Dining. I'm Java Chapman sitting here with the lovely Deborah Hunter as I fill in for the awesome Kevin Farrell. And um, we'll be right back after the break. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And we're back. This is Deep South Dining. I'm Java Chapman with the lovely Miss Deborah Hunter. And we're talking all things chicken and Frank. I just got I got a lot of appreciation for you, brother, because uh, you've been holding in. Let's go ahead and uh, see what you got. Frank and Jackson, how you doing, sir? Chicken, chicken, chicken. chicken. <laughs> hey, Frank, how are you today, darling? I'm doing just fine. I want to thank Kevin for giving Hickam a highlight. Absolutely. Uh, oh, yeah, he yeah. did that. <laughs> yeah, I resisted the urge to call in, but I, I let everybody talk. You know, yeah. I, I was like, Frank really didn't pick up the phone and call what? <laughs> <laughs> It's been a good, like, good 10, 15 minutes on Hickam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're talking about chicken. Now, you know, I'm trying to be a raw food person, and I've discovered the perfect substitute for chicken and tuna fish, and it is raw parsnips that has been shredded, and you can shred it and, and bind it together with a patty. And it's the same texture as chicken, the same texture as a tuna fish, and the key to it is seasoning. If, uh, you know, I, I made a foolish remark one time that I discovered that there was no pumpkin in pumpkin uh, pumpkin spice. Uh, right, right. Coffee. And it was explained to me very carefully by Miss Honey. Well, Mr. Mason, that's, no, that's 
that's not how it works. It's the combination of the spice. Right. So I'm finding out with raw food, what you have to do is, is season it and let it marinate for a couple of days. And to get the fat, you need to use nuts or I've been using um, young Thai coconut meat and avocados to get the fat still in your mouth. But that shredded, uncooked parsnip gives you the same texture as shredded chicken and tuna fish. And if you want, if you want the tuna fish to take tuna, you put in some iris sea moss or you put in some uh, nori sheets, something that comes from the ocean to give it the ocean flavor. But I love the show, and I'm going down to Norman. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> come on, come, come on, let's go. We can Frank, I can assure you that the chicken in Norman is not going to be parsnips, honey. <laughs> 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 That's too All right, funny. thank you, thank you, Frank. Um, I always enjoy, always enjoy Frank and his. That's uh, it though with the alternatives because we do t- always talk about in moderation. You know, we can well, we can not, cook it uh, up. Not and, only in moderation, but there are people really who you know. There are so many different varieties of lifestyles across mm-hmm. the board, and so I tell everybody all the time: do what's best for you, for your body and your mind. You know, my style of cooking is really imbalanced because I do a little bit of it all, and especially you know, being a girl that's just twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I want to make sure that the next 25 years is really healthy and a lot of fun. But, you know, you want to enjoy your, it's what I say all the time, your whole Mississippi life. Enjoy your whole life. And so I really appreciate uh, Frank and some of our other callers that, you know, are always offering us alternatives to traditional Southern and, you know, soul food eating. So. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I do appreciate that. My wife always on the on the you know let's let's go a green week and all this uh, type of things. But right now we do have some chicken in the refrigerator. And one of my questions is how long can can chicken stay in the fridge? I guess uh, de thawed or unthawed. Well, personally, I would not leave it in there longer than twenty four hours. Okay. Uh, you know, it usually in a it's it's what I uh, our caller I guess said. You know, he never freezes his chicken. Mm-hmm, Mr. Arthur D. Right. So that's being able to go to the market, buy it that same day or the day before and cook it. Uh, but after, you know, after 24 hours, you really want to go ahead and either freeze that chicken up or go ahead and cook it. You don't want to just leave it sitting there because you take the risk of, you know, bacteria forming even in the refrigerator. And a lot of times people say, well, it's cold in the refrigerator. But, you know, the temperature is not conducive for for it just sitting and staying in there. So if you're going to pull it out, the same thing for me with seafood. If you're going to pull it out, go ahead and be prepared to cook it. You don't want to leave, uh, you know, meats in your refrigerator that have not been processed, uh, you know, for more than uh, 24 hours to 48 hours. You want to go ahead and and use those products because you'll notice very quickly that the texture, the skin will change, the, the color the smell will start to change and you don't want that. You don't, you, you really don't want to waste money after you've spent money on, you know, food because going to the grocery store is a bill. It, you know, it's, <laughs> it's really expensive. I'm learning the couponing thing because, you know, I cook a lot. I love the coupon queens. I'm so jealous. I have a cousin who literally, uh, she went to the grocery store the other day and she shows me her receipt and then she shows me, I'm looking at all this food and she says, this is what I pay for it. And I go, I don't like you right now. Because some of those, some of those people actually go to the store. I've seen it on, I guess, one of the shows or something. They go to the store and they get paid to shop. (laughs) 
Like yeah, they, well, get, I would they pay got, somebody to do that. I mean, because you, you, they you got look, paid back from right, all the coupons. Right. You, I mean, you know, you save a lot of money when you're pulling out your coupons. But so when you're buying food, always be mindful, you know, if to go ahead and bag food up that you're not going to cook right away. And it's something that Kevin and I talk about because both of us are single. You know, uh, when I'm buying chicken and stuff, I, I immediately go ahead and put portions up and put it in the freezer. Put my dates on it because you want to, you know, make sure you keep your dates on because you can't leave it. You can't leave it in the freezer for ever either okay so because what happens with chicken it will start to get tough you know so fresh bird is more tender the longer it stays in the freezer you said why is this you know why does it taste like this because it will toughen up over a period of time so i I like i like the idea of having it fresh going ahead and cooking it and i guess as always with the fresh chicken um it'll be easier to bake like um without it being so dry because i imagine if it's frozen and you're well, tr- Java, you don't want to put a frozen chicken in the oven. <laughs> no, no, no. On on the bags at the grocery store, <laughs> they say this chicken can be cooked frozen. You can put it yes. in the oven frozen. And me being me, I'll put it in so, the So, Java, <laughs> what you really want to do, though, is you really want to thaw that bird out first. It it just it makes for good practice. And, you know, you want to be able to season that bird really well. And so if you put a frozen bird in... You know, you can only season the outer skin with that. You take the risk of losing all those savory flavors Mm. from your seasoning because when it starts to thaw out the water, you know, it's it's going into the base of your pan. And so you really want to get some seasoning on that skin. You want to be able to, you know, whether it's using olive oil or your butter. And I'm a southern girl, so I like a little bit of butter. And sometimes I'll mix them both to create a coating on that skin when you're baking chicken. Yeah, so. but I do I do take it out just a little bit and put a little bit of Tony's on there. I mean that's just all I got. You're uh, such a guy. Oh, let's wow. go ahead and go uh, back to the phone lines. We have uh, Jim in Madison um, out there. How you doing, Jim? Hey, Good Jim. Morning. Good, morning. Good morning. I uh, I've got a tip on roasting chickens. Um, I love roast chicken. It's you know inexpensive and easy to do. Part of the problem with roasting is the the, the uh, breast gets done before the thighs do and. Um, so sometimes it tends to dry out the breast. Mm-hmm. So I butterfly the bird, cut out the backbone, flip it over, breast side up, put the heel of your hand on the breastbone, push it down mm-hmm. so it flattens out the chicken. Um, then I dry brine it. I heavily, heavily salt it, put it in the refrigerator overnight, and then put it in a 400-degree oven. For about 50 minutes and it comes out perfect perfect mm. and juicy and so when he's talking about dry brining he means he's he's coating it with the dry seasonings opposed to creating a liquid brine is that is that right jim exactly right yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that sounds. I'm, I may have to try that if I get adventurous. Yeah, but you don't have to thaw the chicken out first. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, but when you when you flatten the chicken out after you cut the backbone out, it, everything cooks at the same time. So the the breast is still juicy and tender, and the thighs are well done. So. And what I love perfect. about that too, Jim, is the appearance for me is if when plating it is always so much prettier. You know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank, thanks, Jim, for that um, for that for that tip. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to the podcast and, and get <laughs> get exactly what what Jim said. I'm, I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try some things. Uh, let's go to Mikey in Mobile. How you doing this morning, Mikey? Hey, Mikey. Hey, it's me, your disaster recovery cook. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like I'm not pitiful at everything. Well, 
not everything. But, uh, <laughs> uh, with Easter coming up and the boiled egg things uh, going on, uh, I just thought that I would make a comment on this um, more than anything else. The recipe for uh, uh, the pea, the, the pea things, you know, you, right. the early part of the show. That yeah. Kathleen called in and asked about. Yeah, yeah, Kath, that Kathleen, she always does it, doesn't she? Um, uh, but uh, it, it, to me, it, this is a lifesaver because as being the disaster cook, some, most of the time, a lot of the time, okay, um, uh, you can take eggs that you have overcooked, which is not quite often the case in Easter eggs, right, where they have that green on the yolk, and you can disguise it with that wonderful recipe of mashing up the green peas and the other stuff, right? Am I on the right track, Miss Honey, or what? Well, absolutely. You know, and at that point, it's called a hard-boiled egg. You know, and so your eggs can be soft-boiled or hard-boiled, and the harder it is, of course, the, the the more condensed that yolk is going to be, and the color will change. But you're absolutely right. Making a wonderful salads, whether it's adding it to your chicken salad or your egg salads. Uh, it's a perfect, this is a perfect season for taking those leftover uh, Easter eggs because, you know, a lot of times kids really just want to find them in the pretty colors. And after that, they'll eat a few eggs and then you've got tons of eggs left over and, um, and, and it makes great, uh, uh, you know, sandwiches, egg salad sandwiches, you know, with some, eggs. yeah, absolutely. Eggs. Absolutely. Hey, recovery. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Mike. Appreciate your calls always here on uh, Deep South Dining. Before we get out of here, let's talk to Marlou real quick. Marlou, how you doing, sweetie? Hey, Marlou. Good, Good to Morgan. Morgan. I'm doing fine. Thank you. All I wanted to do was say in German, Happy Easter. And this is what it is. Frohe Ostern. Okay. All the people listening, I so enjoy your show. I have to go. I'm waiting on the plumber. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, make sure you listen to Fix It 101. We might have a tip for you. Absolutely. (laughs) Happy Easter to you, Marlou. Thank Thank you. Thank you very much. Auf Wiederhören. All right, Marlou. Thank you very much. (laughs) I love when she calls in. She's so German. She's a sweetheart. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, um... I've, I've had fun today filling oh, in for Kevin. Thank you so much. This has been great hanging out with you. This is really wonderful. Yeah. And Kevin, wherever you are, I hope you're you know safe and having a lot of fun. But, Jabra, thank you. Yeah, see things from the other side. Now I have a greater appreciation. Not that I didn't appreciate it, <laughs> but being the host. I want to thank uh, Sam this morning for um, helping us out on the boards. Also, we have Debbie back there um, as our lovely call screener. And uh, this is Deep South Down, a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio, funded by generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show was produced, like I said, by Sam West called Serena Deborah. And uh, Deborah Hunter, I'm Java Chapman. Stay tuned for our Monday 10 a.m. show. Now you're talking with Marshall Ramsey, also Southern Remedy at 11. And we're going to end the show today with a, a treat from our guest. We heard his lovely voice earlier, Mr. Arthur D. from the Old Country Store in Lorman. And uh, he's going to take us on home. When mama was a cornbread cook and queen when mama was a cornbread cook and queen when mama when mama when mama oh when mama when mama was my cornbread cook and we hey, hey, hey.
you can trust in radio built around you. Mississippi Public Broadcasting. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.